right, welcome back to Tulsa. It's the annual OU Club of Tulsa Scholarship Tournament here at Meadowbrook with Josh Elmer. I'm Chris Plank. Top five stories of the day coming up here in mere moments. I had I had one more non-sports thing from this weekend. Did I send it to you? Oh, the boy, man, people are people are not like in any way sympathetic towards anything with those people that lost their life on the Titanic submarine. Holy smokes, man! Uh, here's the story that I wanted to get to just real quick. Are you in on the Rocco's thing? At the, the jello shots, the the jello shots, Josh. Are you in on the buzz around it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'll tell you this: brilliant marketing. Bing, Whoever came up with that, go. I mean, uh, tremendous job. Why not capitalize on the College World Series every single year? So, whoever was the architect of that, so simple, so cheap to uh to do and yet my goodness they've made so much money off of that and whether it's lsu this year or whoever it is each and every college world series Mm -hmm. it's brilliant marketing but does it uh am i hung up with is anybody going to catch lsu or oh my gosh look at this record that no i could care less right i I, i'm with you i'm with you 100 in fact i still kind of laugh because i pulled it up here real quick Uh, i there there are party animals that go to oru i'm sure but the fact that ORU had 2,610 uh, shots bought, Jello shots bought, is still an indication to me that somebody somewhere adopted ORU as their team for this tournament. I also, I only, oh, go ahead. I also have uh, bad feelings about Jello shots in general. Just seems like every bar you go to, it's the most obnoxious. Hey, do you want a Jello shot? Would you like a Jello shot? It's like just, just the the words Jello shot sounds uh, obnoxious. Do you, I want to tell a story. I'm not a shot guy. It's just not my thing. But my my sister is. So when we go home, that's like a thing. And she always, I, she always wants to make Jello shots. And I'm like, Alice, you're 47. You know, what what are we even doing right now? And inevitably. It happens, and I'm with you, Josh. It's just one of those things where you're like, what are we really accomplishing here? We're taking something that we love as kids, and we're turning it into a way to get just absolutely faded for the sake of, of sneaking up on us. Is that what we're doing here? Not Is to mention, goal? typically, jello shots are not very good. I mean, it's like it's Viaca or it's something disgusting Terrible. that mm. is in that jello shot. Yeah, they're not good. So I only bring it up for this reason. And I think this really – Drew, you were there last year, right? I think it really started to gain momentum last year. And maybe for us, I think they've done it for three years now. And last year they had the shot board. It's like, oh, my gosh, look at the numbers. And everyone started noticing more in Oklahoma. Here is their, their, their tweet update last night. No board update tonight. But if you're an LSU baseball fan, you're going to want to be here tomorrow. As it turns out, one of your own – believes in the power of rally shots, and he's going to prove it tomorrow, which would be today. Hashtag record-breaking. Hashtag CWS 2023. So 
I don't know, Josh, if you want to try to get to Rocco's tonight, but apparently, what was the number at? 21,400. Well, actually, it's higher than that with the last board. It's over 30, right? It's 46,259 shots. And okay, somebody somebody was doing, uh, you know, the profit margins on it, what it would look like. That What are they selling them for, $5 a pop? Is that right? Yeah, 5 bucks. Yeah, there you go. Drew's got it. So that's $231,000, if my math is right. And, you know, if, if you say it's, <laughs> hey, and this might even be generous, to say that it costs $2 to make one of those shots, I mean, that's mm-hmm. $3 in profit every single jello shot. So much money. And all for a good cause. Boy, Rocco's going to have gold-plated floors by the time this thing is done. Anyway, it's a good lead-in to the top five stories of the day, so let's get after it. As always, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino It's one of our... Great partners here on the ref. As always, you can learn more at newcastlecasino.com or when you're in the OKC Newcastle Norman area, swing by exit 107 off I-44, 14 table games, blackjack, three-card poker, baccarat, Texas Hold'em, ultimate Texas Hold'em, newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. Now, the... um, the one issue that you do have with that belief, Josh, is that LSU has a lot of work to do today. As we kicked it off with the shot board update, which seems to be everyone's favorite story, LSU did get beat 24-4 to yesterday after winning game one of the championship series in dramatic fashion in 11 innings. Yesterday they went out and gave up more runs than ever in the history of the College World Series. Um, How about this stat? In the previous 16 games of the College World Series, games one through six, there were 15 home runs. In games seven, eight, nine, there were zero. In games 10 through 15, there were 15 home runs. In case you couldn't tell, where the wind is blowing matters. And the ratings seem to be doing pretty well for the College World Series. And obviously the attendance is. How about this note from Rob Anderson? The Oakland A's home attendance in 2023 for 38 games. 38 games for the Oakland A's Major League Baseball team. 368,146 fans. The College World Series will outdraw that in 16 games. Through 15 games, 368,068 fans. They have averaged 24,538 fans per game. We mentioned the numbers. Florida hit 424 with runners, uh, 417 with runners in scoring position, 424 with runners on base and LSU's pitching obviously a little bit a little bit more of a challenge there yesterday. 
So what do you think tonight? You think we get skeins? You think we get a good game? What's your thought, game three, LSU and Florida? Well, I definitely think we're getting skeins. When and how much, don't know. Uh, you know, I, I told you earlier. What, what do you think? Would you roll with skeins to start? If you're under the impression that he's definitely throwing, okay? Right. What's the best recipe in your mind? When do you throw him? How do you use him? I go with the I go with the theory that Drew brought up. If you're in a position where either you're leading late or it's tight at some point in the middle of the game. Middle relief. Like, right. Let's say it's um say it's a one zip, two zip game, which I don't think it will be. I think this is gonna be pretty high scoring because the wind's blowing out again today. But let's say you're in that position, and Florida puts two or three runners on. Two or three, listen to me. A couple runners on, and you're in the fifth. It's one-run game. I might go to him there, you know, depending on the situation. But I don't think you can start him. I just I don't think you can start him. We'll know, though. We'll know here probably within the next couple of hours. They get the lineups out quick. But first pitch tonight, make sure I get my start time right. Yeah, 6 p.m. ESPN and ESPN Plus. And maybe I'm making too much of routine and a starter's a starter's a starter. But, uh, like, that part scares me a little bit if if I'm LSU. I mean, if, if you're going to roll with them, to me it's just bring them in off the top instead of, you know, putting somebody in a situation that you know, they haven't been or haven't been in. So Yeah, absolutely. But I think there Florida's going to win. I think Florida's going to win tonight. I just I'm, – I'm just rolling with the – Based on seeding, they, they're regarded as the better team. And, oh, by the way, they just scored 24 runs. <laughs> Joey Helmer, at Joey Helmer on Twitter, immediately after LSU won game one, sent out the tweet that said Florida in three. So if you're on board with Big Brother, you got Florida getting the win tonight. All right, big story number four. Number four. You know, it got a lot of OU stuff, so let's hit, let's hit a few of these notes, including – some commitment dates that we'll talk about in big story number one. But it was a, it's been a really good run for OU baseball, right? And let's just quickly recap it. They got the commitment from Jacob Golston, Flower Mound High School, the Dallas Morning News Player of the Year in 2023, one of the top pitching prospects in the nation, 6'6", 200 pounds. According to Prep Baseball Report, Golston's already at 94 on his fastball and earned the 18-year-old invite to the MLB Combine. So I hope we get to see him. But it's believed that Golston will spend at least a season under Skip Johnson. Uh, but he would have to, if he goes to college, he'd have to be here three, right? Like, I wonder what his age is, right? If it's 18 and. Maybe he he reaches that birthday date where he could turn pro after his first year. Uh, On that same note, more good news. Uh, This one's a little bit dated, though. Wichita State transfer Austin Henry committed to the University of Oklahoma. Six foot five, 220 pounds, Del Rapids, San Diego. 92 miles an hour is what he topped out at. So, uh, and they got a couple more commitments as well this weekend, or at least you had a looky here from our boy Skip Johnson. So, Josh, it looks as if OU baseball is using the momentum of the SEC in a new facility to really roll out the red carpet and get some big names on campus. It's great to see. And, you know, all all of that that you mentioned, yes, 
but uh, a, a run to a national championship series. I mean, here's a program that Skip Johnson and company, they've shown that they can go do that. And so there's there's one final step for this group to take. It's, it's get back and then it's go win the whole thing. So it, it's great to see that and they should be. It should be an attractive place to come play baseball. Also, shifting quickly from baseball to softball, no news in the portal. It closes on Wednesday. That's the 28th. Now, once it closes, players can't enter their name into the portal, but you can still sign players out of the portal. So the portal will close on Wednesday. There hasn't really been any jaw-dropping shockers. Lena Vauder, probably the biggest name that's left. Uh, Bree Ellis from Auburn was a big name that was out there for a while. But for the most part, it's just you haven't had, in my opinion, and I could be proven wrong, maybe maybe some of these players in the in the portal go out and, and win a title this year. But I don't feel like you've seen an Alex Durant, outside of Jordy Ball, of course, going to Nebraska. But I don't think you've seen a Storaco-type player or a Haley Lee-type player just yet. So we'll see if any of that happens to change in the next 24 hours. All right. Uh, sticking with college sports, big story number three. Kern, by the way, has still not landed on a transfer spot, correct? That is right. That and, is and right. that, you know, look, that's not Jordy Ball, but National Freshman of the Year, pretty big uh, portal entry. You know, and I've said it many times that I think she's here if, if Oklahoma wants her. I think I think that if, if the Sooners decide that, hey, let's go ahead and add a, another bat, I think there's a good chance she's here. I know that there had been uh, – some of you guys follow this insanely tight because I saw a post that she had posted a picture of her, I want to say like an LSU uniform, and it got quickly – maybe it was Washington. It got quickly taken down. So I don't know what, what Kern's commitment is right now, but it seems as if she's still out there. And maybe she's waiting to see what it looks like for Oklahoma. You know, I – in what I found out and just talking to different f- reporters and different you know, parents, not necessarily of OU kids, but of different people I've met through the softball circles, if you only knew the amount of players that when they enter the portal want to come here, it would blow your mind. It would blow your mind. In a good way. And not in a, in a good way. We're like, yeah, that makes sense. To where it's, hey, I want to come here. I want to play with you. It doesn't matter. I want to do it. Let's go. And we'll see if maybe they can work a little magic to get an arm or two in the uh, in the fold for the Sooners in 2024. All right. I think we're good. Anything else baseball or softball-wise we need to add? I think Brian with a Y in Tulsa mentioned Tatum, a two-sport athlete playing both football and basketball. Or, I'm sorry, football and baseball. Yeah, that's my understanding. That's my understanding. So we'll – he's the number one recruiting, the number one running back. Stud. Who's the kid out of that's committed to USC that everyone seems to like a lot? Or is, is mentioned as a USC. Is that Tatum? Yeah. So Tatum, yeah. Look out. Old Skip Johnson and Brent Finnables. It's like good old-fashioned tag team, like the Road Warriors. Just go out and knock down guys, two sport athletes, bring them in. I like the Tatum kid a lot, Josh. Like him a lot, five ten, class twenty four, fast. I like him as a baseball player, maybe even more stud. All right, anything else on the baseball softball side of things, Ad? No, not yet, and hopefully uh, that changes hopefully so. as this uh, okay. week rolls along. 
All right, big story number three. Number three. An interesting story developed over the weekend in the West Virginia basketball vacancy where Ren Baker decided to give the interim tag to Josh Eilert. Now, there had been a, a lot of buzz about some of the names that West Virginia has been talking to, but it had also been very messy, and I don't think it is Ren Baker's fault at all. Some have said that Bob Huggins has been very involved in the process and maybe has even struggled with accepting that he's not the coach. Now, uh, at Voice of Morgantown, quickly jumped in to refute that report over the weekend. We also had reports of boosters who had already put together a package with John Beeline, but that fell through. Um, I, let, let me get this. Let me backtrack on that. West Virginia officials had reached a, this, uh, an agreement with John Beeline, but boosters got mad, and the players weren't unhappy, and I guess there were threats to not just enter the portal but go ahead and leave, and then also the possibility that donors would pool their money if they brought back Beeline. So Beeline wasn't hired. And then, of course, there was that accusation that Bob Huggins has had his name all over this and hands all over it. So I think in the end, Josh, the smart thing to do here is, all right, listen, this is obviously a crappy situation. We've talked to a lot of people, including Andy Kennedy at UAB. Let's just try to do our best to keep our roster together, and let's bring in Eiler, or keep Eilert here, and see if we can make a run and give him every opportunity to win the job. Seems to be popular. Obviously, it's a really close tie to Bob Huggins. But what did you make of the last second shift, it seems, that West Virginia had to make from going global, national, to going with a guy that was already on the uh, on the staff? Well, probably, probably well-liked by the team, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And secondly, probably well-liked by the administration. And as you said, want to give it a chance. It also, from an administrative standpoint, it, it gives you a little bit more time to sort of just evaluate, okay, what are all of our options out there? We don't have to commit right here, right now to anything long-term. Let's see what happens elsewhere over the next year. Take your time. Take your time. No rush here. And plus, I don't think Ren Baker is on any hot seat. I mean, my gosh, what a terrible situation that he's walked into. Terrible situation. All right, big story number two. Number two. You know what? It wasn't just a quiet weekend. In college football. It wasn't just a quiet weekend for OU News. It was a quiet weekend across the board. In the National Football League, I mean, the biggest story that developed was that Devontae Adams had the assault charges against him dropped from that incident after the Chiefs game where he pushed the cameraman. Uh, Sean McDermott got his contract extended over the weekend. Still no news on either Dalvin Cook or DeAndre Hopkins. And there was just kind of wondering if there was any more news on uh, Tyree Kill. It just it wasn't just a slow weekend for OU football news. It was a slow weekend for NFL news. And Bakaha Josh, after the NBA draft just wrapped up on Thursday night, it seemed like it became an incredibly snail-paced weekend for news involving anything in the NBA either. 
allow me to present to you big story number two, which is a big old nothing burger based on what we got out of the NFL and the NBA this past weekend. Yeah, that's wild that uh, we, we no Friday news up. I mean, nothing, <laughs> not not a whole lot. So that means we're due, right? This week's going to get crazy. Gosh, I hope so. July 1 is the start of the league year, so maybe that will be when things get a little bit wild in the NBA. Well, Do you, and, go ahead. and usually while technically the transactions have to wait until the league year to start, it seems like we get a lot of leaks ahead of time like, oh, this is we think is going to be happening. I will say this. I think Damian Lillard's getting traded. And I would not complain at all to see several teams make a big push to try to go get him. Looking at you, OKC. Why not? He's been in a smaller market before. Is Portland that much more of a massive hotbed than Oklahoma City is? I think you'd have a tough sell convincing Damian to, to be in OKC long term. Okay. Miami? That, I think, has some lags. Okay. I'll buy that. I'll buy that for a dollar. Oh, what's this? Oh, my gosh. The rally, the, the shot record just got absolutely imploded in a good way because I forgot the guy that did um, raising. No, that's not the guy. Right? This is Gordon McKernan. So a, an attorney at Rocco's just bought 8,888 shots. I don't think that that record is ever going to be broken now, Josh. For LSU? For, for LSU. Just literally, it's like he walked, he's like, hey, tomorrow morning I'm going to come down and buy $8,000 worth of shots. <laughs> Give them to all the kids to go to the game. Have a good time. For all the kids. That, that that would serve better than the big nothing burger. You know, just because of that, I think I'm rooting for Florida tonight. <laughs> You've talked me into it. I'm rooting for the Gators, just just so LSU hey. will have wasted all that money. Hey, re- re- real quick, though, before we move on to Big Story 1 and get these updates on commitment dates, can't believe it's 1125 already. But before we move on, um, I mean, will we see anything? You know, Dame, Z- Zion seems like that ship's kind of sailed. Brandon Ingram, I, I don't know what, you know, could be in the mix for uh, Kyle Kuzma as a free agent now. Draymond Green is being taught. It's, it's like there's all these interesting players, but it's almost since nothing happened in the draft or on draft night, Josh, and shifting back to the NBA, it's almost as if we kind of just stop and think nothing's going to happen at all, Right. Oklahoma, I mean, at least from our selfish perspective, we don't expect OKC to get too involved. But names like Williamson, Levine, Lillard, all these guys we thought, Carl Anthony Towns, we thought might be on the move. There was a report that uh, DeAndre Ayton made Kevin Durant mad whenever he came over to his house and asked where Steph Curry's finals MVP is, which is, I mean, who cares? (laughs) If that's something that's going to, it's an a-hole thing to say, but how do we know? I, mean, I feel like we make stuff up and everyone runs with it now. But I just I kind of feel like the NBA, it was a little bit of a dud on draft night. But I think it's got a chance over the next few days to really get a little sizzle. Right? <laughs> did that, about your Friday night. Wait a second. Did that really happen with DeAndre Ayton? You didn't hear that story? Yeah, oh gosh, this was one of the first things Arnie Spanier sent me. I've got 8,000 stories from Arnie that he sent me, and that was one of them. 
I didn't really click to see who it was from, so it could be from a, an absolutely made-up source. Let's see. It was from... Sack Sports. <laughs> no, you're going to like this even more. Okay. You're, you're going to like it even more. It's from at Buttcrack Sports. Oh, my God. That's, Stop and that's it. what Arnie sent to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think that he even looked at who it was from? <laughs> I don't think he looks at who half of them are from. Arnie! He sent, he sent me one from a fake Shams account one time that said Steve Kerr was retiring. And he's like, I can't believe you wouldn't lead with that. on your. And I was on the air. I was doing a show, and he was texting me. Is he trying like, to get us into trouble, or is Arnie just the mark? I think he's the mark. I think he's the mark. Yeah, he's, he sent me one here about Pac-12 stuff um, from something called Conference of the Twelve. So it's just stop. All right, it gets us to right, – so anyway, my point is I think it's going to be a great weekend for – the NBA. I'd stay tuned. And and where, where's it been really quiet? Oklahoma City. You've got a stockpile of picks over the next three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Uh, you feel like you got a good core now? What can you get to add to it? So let's make a play here. You know, I'm done with this. We got dudes. We got Giddy's a dude. SGA's a good a dude. Um, I I kind of think Chet's gonna be a dude. We'll see. I know I'm. I'm trying to 180 on that. It's been slow. Uh, Jacob's a dude. They got some dudes. Josh, I'm ready to see him make him. All right. Uh, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Okay, so we've uh, we've got some commitment dates. Let's let's roll through these real quick. Then we'll break and then we'll get caught up on things. Tomorrow, Xavier Robinson is set to announce his commitment. Carl Albert star. Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. I feel like I feel like he's one of the guys that many feel like if Oklahoma gets him, big momentum builder, seems to I haven't looked at is he crystal balled? Is he forecasted? Is he future casted to OU? I believe he is, right? Drew nods, yes. Uh the next commitment date, July one, Justin Denson from LaSalle. He's got OU along with AM, Michigan State, Florida, and Bama on his list. Three-star safety was at Champion Barbecue. A week later, four-star 2024 offensive lineman Marquise Easley and four-star 2025 tight end Davon Mitchell are slated to announce their commitments at 4 o'clock Central on July 8th. Easley will choose between OU, Bama, and Tennessee. And uh, let's see, what's is there one more that I'm missing? I think that's it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one more that I was mentioning that I didn't get to. Oh, I mentioned Davon Mitchell. And oh, in addition, Taylor Tatum could announce soon. He doesn't. Thank you. He got me. Tatum. I don't believe he's got a date set yet, but it's believed that he could announce at any minute. So there is on the recruiting side of things. Parker's coming up in 30 minutes from now. Wow, it's 11:30 and we haven't taken a break yet. But I get the sense, Josh, that all the frustration and, and silence and anger, it seems like that could turn in a big way if you can get some of these commits starting with Xavier Robinson tomorrow. Yeah, no, no doubt. And we knew that Decision Central was going to be coming this week, next week, uh, and, and the following week. So just a couple weeks after those visits, that's when decisions start, decisions start falling down. And hopefully they uh, are positive for Oklahoma. It was a great week last week for, like, Florida. Let's see if we can get a good week this week for OU. All right, 
that's the longest top five stories of the day we've ever had with as little information on the top five stories of the day as we've ever had. Make it make sense. Plank shows live from the OU Club of Tulsa Scholarship Golf Tournament in Tulsa at Meadowbrook on the ref. All right, welcome back into Plank Show. I'm sorry. I'm literally in the middle of this, Josh. I had no idea where we were time-wise. It's just you're hanging out with friends. OU Club of Tulsa. we got to get caught up. OUClubofTulsa.com. Um, all kinds of great activities coming up for the 23-24 school-slash-academic year. The football kickoff party, which is August 24th. Uh, they've got watch parties around the first uh, three games and then beyond. The Beat Texas Bash on October 3rd. They have the Big Texas Watch Parties, all at Big Whiskeys. Today we're celebrating it's just another great event, which is their annual scholarship golf tournament here at Meadowbrook. Family membership for the OU Club of Tulsa is just 35 bucks, and that helps to fund the scholarships to Tulsa area students attending OU and Norman or Tulsa. And, of course, an incredible scholarship for music students, the Wayman Tisdale Scholarship, and one to an upperclassman, the Fern Holland Scholarship, in memory of a Tulsa native and OU grad who was killed in Iraq. That was March of 2004. She was the first female casualty of the Iraq War and uh, was just performing humanitarian work. She was working on their new constitution. All profits from today's tournament go directly to the club's scholarship fund uh is there anything else on the recruiting side real quick that we need to to catch up on josh or are we good i I think we're good i mean it feels like this week and next week and even the week after that so the next three weeks you you laid it out you know beautifully there but we're going to start seeing some decisions and i think they'll be positive not every single one but there's going to be some positive momentum for oklahoma and for anybody that's freaking out over eight commitments, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know that there's a ton of that. It seems like people understand that this is sort of how things are going to play out, you know, under this Venables regime. But dominoes are about to start falling, people, this week, yeah. next week, and the following. A couple of just quick questions I can answer here. Kendall asks, is uh, Grace Lyons playing professional softball? She is not. She, she was contemplating it, and I think it could still be in her future – Grace took a job with FCA, and that's kind of been, from everything I've understood, her focus. Remember the Texas Smoke drafted her for the WPF, but she she didn't she didn't commit, nor had she committed to playing. In fact, as far as I, I had heard, she had told them, hey, don't draft me. Draft someone else who might want to come. And they're like, oh, we're going to draft you anyway and see if we can change your mind. She did get married this past weekend. Michael Turk and Grace Lyons got married. No, Jim and Arlington, I did not attend the wedding i was too busy watching college baseball all right quick break we're caught up with we'll the text and next right here on the home of sooner fans all right let's roll through some of these josh beautiful Meyer chevrolet text line uh i was talking about my celebration about ford putting am radios back in uh some ev cars and in their 2024 models and we brought up hey am is back amongst things that will survive the apocalypse uh from the 405 other things that will survive the apocalypse Meal shoes brisket. And by the way, that's pretty funny. How, did, how come that started making the rounds again this weekend? Did you see it on social? Oh, you know what it was? It's probably it was, the anniversary. Uh, it's like it, A, the anniversary of it two years ago. And B, I think there was a show me, a, uh, show me something that tells who you're a fan of or show me a food that would, you know, one of those 8,000 different ways that they kind of, fish for content yeah farm engagements 
Ooh, that's a fancy word. Uh, by the way, the 405 ads, the best thing about the whole Jello shot thing is that a large amount of money goes to charity. Absolutely, 100%. Jay from Medill, almost 300,000 just off LSU fans. Folks, Death Valley is going to be a madhouse in 24 when we hit the road to Baton Rouge. That's the first thing that Phil and I were talking about whenever we came in. It's like, oof. Baton Rouge, 2024, it's going to be something. Been there for softball, been there for baseball. Both times it's crazy. Brazilian Sooner off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Don't know why, but I always want LSU to lose in everything. (laughs) They are the third team I dislike most behind Texas and USC. We lost natties to both Florida and LSU, but Florida doesn't bother me near as much. Well, part of it is because you know that that team in Florida was – we had a few better people on our roster than Florida did. Now, Tebow might overcome a lot of it, not all of it. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Yeah. For the 405. Individually, that Florida game, I don't know. That that, that one's always bothered me. But I'm with you. LSU is very dislikable. Do you know, I still, to this day, to this day, have people – that when being in Tulsa made me think about this. Brent Douglas, Phil and Brent, I, I talked about this last week. Still can't stand LSU fans for the way they were treated when they went down in 04. Still, it's like, these are just terrible people. Um, maybe they've matured. Doesn't seem like it. Um, well, they're sober now. They're so- <laughs> Right, exactly. This is from Coy. This is a callback from earlier in the show. Who writes... I don't know why y'all are even talking about how to fix tampering in the transfer portal. Y'all got to remember we are dealing with the NCAA because the NCAA won't ever come up with new punishments and rules, and if the NCAA does, they won't ever enforce them. Do they even really have an enforcement arm anymore? Uh, Brazilian Sooner on that front. Coaches should be like other professions. Break certain rules and lose your license. Stop the coaches from tampering and the problem goes away. We are in studio tomorrow, right? Are we back in studio tomorrow? Uh, I think so, yeah. The, okay. the calendar's not in here, so I can't, oh, okay, re- okay, cool, cool. can't report to you accurately. But I no, believe that's, that's the case. That's fine. Because I was going to say, if we are, Luke's, maybe I'll just call and see if I can get him on. Luke's laid out a punishment for tampering that I was just like, absolutely absolutely see but this I is mean, what this is what i said earlier though the problem right. is how are you going to catch anyone unless unless you have the investigative arm which again i think it comes back to cost cutting i don't think that the ncaa wants to give up any of the money that they're pocketing to put that committee or organization that organizational arm together to investigate this type of stuff so a you have to have that b you have to have people be so stupid that they're just texting or emailing people clearly in violation of what the rules are, and I don't yeah. know that that's happening a bunch. you got to have a absolute litany of proof. Uh, Mo Sooner, Missouri Sooner checked in. I believe it's Missouri. It might be Mo. Checked in from Royal Gorge, a.k.a. the Royal Gouger Wallet. Bro, I just got back from there. I just got back from there. Since I got back, I've done this show every day. I've done a show every night. I filled in on a morning show. I did three shows this weekend. I'm doing Ben Maller's show this week, all to try to pay for that vacation because everything was triple the cost. I'm not even lying, Josh. If you go to Colorado, I suggest win the lottery, then go. Uh, For the 918. 
Dilfer sounds like the crazy old man yelling at the clouds, but he's right. If coaches want to slow down or eliminate tampering, it has to be done by the coaching circle, shaming the sleazeballs into oblivion. Or as Mike Tyson once said, Bolivia. That's, again, we're recalling to text from, you know, one of the many topics we've hit today, and we haven't talked about the portal in about an hour. But, Josh, I am, I agree a thousand percent with Trent Dilfer. I just think, like, the machismo part of it, and I get it. He was, he was on a radio show, and he was trying to be, like, tough guy. I, I don't know. Would you – let's play it. I want to hear I, – I, Have seen you not it heard ma- it? No, I've seen it making the rounds, it but uh, – Here, I'll, I'll send it to you, and you play it coming out of the break. Deal. Let's, let's now, do now, that. Now, I do want to say this much. This is not meaning that we ran out of content. Josh just hasn't heard it. So I shall put it in our DMs. I've I've seen it and I, I have I think the gist of what was said, but I just want to know if the context was any different than what I'm anticipating. I don't think it was. It's in your DMs. I want to hit one more text and we'll break and we'll play it going out the door. Uh, Sean writes the NCAA is the member institutions. If they wanted rules enforced, they would be. Which is why I truly believe, Sean. <sighs> I feel like this needs to start at the conference level. I really do. I think this, and you can go case by case in each conference, but I just, I think it has to start at a conference level. But how about this? I, I think. Can the NCAA just literally go to any head coach and say, hey, fork over your cell phone? I mean, can they do that? No. I, well, I didn't think they could. I mean, isn't that no. an in, in, invasion no. of privacy? You can't. Unless you have a school-issued cell phone and it's public records, in which you wouldn't use anyway in these instances. You'd have a burner. All right, quick break. I want you to hear this, and I want you to have some time to react. Plus, the text of the day from Larry in Union City, who made a trip to the College World Series this weekend. But his experience might surprise you. It's all coming up to wrap up this edition of The Plank Show live from Tulsa. All right, you want to hear it? You want to play it? Go for it, Josh. Go for it. Trent on transfers and his roster. All right, Mr. Mr. Dilfer, as it were. And it's easy for a coach to say, oh, man, you're going to jump right into this nickel spot and you're going to play in national televised games every week. And that's really easy to say. And then kid shows up and he's like, well, wait a second. Why am I the third guy? By the way, come try to get my guys. Right. Like, I dare you, Power Fives. I got a pretty pretty big platform that I can step on. Yeah. And if I find you in my kids' DMs, and if I find you talking to high school coaches about my kids, if you're in my roster, I'm going to call your ass out. I'm going to say it by name to the biggest voices in television today, and it's going to make game day, and it's going to make Sports Center, and it's going to make – because, by the way, those guys running Sports Center are still my friends. That's right. I still got their So sale. go ahead. I dare you to jump into my roster. And I told the American coach the same thing. I said, why don't you guys have the you-know-whats to stand up and say, get out of my roster. Right. I said, here's why, because you want their job. Oh, I want you say oh, I want this job. That's right. I don't want no power. I want this job. I want to live in Birmingham. I that's the gist of it, Bob. Okay, Josh, yeah, we don't we don't need that. Because he up. starts going into I don't want to go to any other power five. Yeah, job. why would he say that? Gosh. Why would he why would you do that? I like his whole I told the American coaches, why are you guys letting people do that? You want their job. So what do you think is 
as funny as it seemed. Again, his point's pretty solid. Hey, if, but it, you have to get everyone in line. It's more than just shaming them on ESPN. I'll show you. Bro, have, have you watched SportsCenter? Do you see how little they talk about college football? Hey, uh, hi, SportsCenter. Trent Dilfer here. Boy, do I have a story, a bombshell of someone trying to get someone off my roster. Trent, I'm sorry. We have some LeBron uh, news in, in the A block. Then in the B block, there is the debate of whether or not LeBron is the greatest ever. Then we got to talk about who Scott Van Pelt bet on. Uh, the best I can do is like a 30-second, like Barry Melrose hockey spot. You good with that? Well, I support Dilfer, whichever coaches are going to take that approach that, you know, you break the rules, I'm calling you out. I like yeah, that part of it. But, I uh, you know, I would say there's not a one-size-fits-all for no. these players are told you've got this great op- – I mean, sometimes coaches are honest. Yeah, got to be honest. Final text. Josh and Plank. I was in Omaha this weekend and went by the Jordy Ball signing Friday at the College World Series. My son and I told her thank you, how much we appreciate it, and hugged her. We told her – we would be praying for her um, and her happiness and would miss her. She was genuinely moved almost to tears as we were. We left before we got a picture because that was not the time, but I felt it was important she knew we cared. Larry from Union City. Really cool, Larry. Uh, I saw a couple of Sooner fans on uh, the Book of Faces who had got a picture taken with Jory at the event this weekend. Hey, man, she's going to be missed. She gonna, it hurts Oklahoma that she's not there. Sooners are going to be fine. I think Jordy's going to be fine. But I do think that it's really cool to see the way that Sooner fans have handled this. Nothing but love. Hey, thanks to the OU Club of Tulsa, OUClubofTulsa.com, Meadowbrook Country Club. Uh, again, go sign up today. Go join today. Great people, great events. Just $35 to be a part of the OU Club of Tulsa and be a part of some great scholarships and give back to deserving young students in the state of Oklahoma. For Josh, I'm Plank. We'll see you tomorrow on The Ref.